I'm Kyle Lamont, host of ConcertCast, a podcast about road tripping to America's best music venues. And one of the hardest things about producing each episode is the editing. The solution? Minicasts. Bite-sized morsels for your ears. Conversations that didn't make the full-length episode. Our first minicast is with John Fishman, the drummer of Fish, who I had the supreme privilege of hanging out with after his radio show in Belfast, Maine. Fishman loves music. It's in every fabric of his being. He also loves to drive, so much so that he contemplated long-haul trucking as a fallback career to drumming. I've definitely, along the way, had that thought, like, if this doesn't work out, I could drive a truck. I could go to truck driving school. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I, was, I was good at it. I, I liked getting to the other end and setting up drums and playing and packing it all up and leaving again. But I thought if that part wasn't, if for whatever reason no one was paying me to do that, I could, I could make a living as a truck. You know, I thought going to semi-school might be kind of cool, learn how to, you know, and, and hit that. I, I was a cab driver in Burlington. That was like my part-time job was a cab driver because, like, that was easy, that it was a high turnover job. I could go do three or four gigs or do a small tour and come back and get my cab driving spot back. <laughs> they'd send me back to the bottom of the ladder, and they'd say, well, you got to drive the night shift again in cab 13, you know, after I'd worked so hard to get to cab 11 and then, you know, in the evening shift. But, okay, so now I get the crappy cab again, and I'm in the middle of the night. But uh, just love to drive. But I did. I did. I liked it, and... Uh, I thought I, could, I thought I could probably do that if I had to. Like Fishman to a drumstick, in the early 90s, he gravitated to the steering wheel and was the go-to driver while on tour. Okay, so I remember I drove straight from Minneapolis to Seattle once. I think that was the longest one. That was like nine tanks of gas. I used to go buy tanks. I don't know why my bandmates let me drive that much. It's like, you know, they were, I think I was a pretty safe driver for the most part. They, they didn't feel they were taking their life in their hands, so I guess they, or maybe no one else wanted to do it. Paige did most of the day drives, you know, like we'd have to check out the hotel at 11 o'clock and we, you know, from like 11 to be at the venue by four. So sometimes if it was like a long drive, we'd do, you know, half of it, at, pull into a hotel, sleep for five, six hours, whatever, and then, you know, check out and do the rest the next day. So I did Minneapolis, Seattle. I did Fort Collins. Colorado to Austin, Texas, which, and that was a great one. We drove straight from Fort Collins. Remember, there was a measles outbreak. Mike thought he got the measles. He actually psychosomatically <laughs> gave himself bumps on his skin. <laughs> it was incredible. Like, we were like, wow, that's the power of the mind. Oh it's amazing. God. It's amazing. And all that driving, of course, means listening to lots and lots of music. You know, you didn't have CD players and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago, but, you know, we would wear... we listened to, like, the best of Patsy Cline endlessly. We listened to uh, Superfly, like, over and over, Curtis Mayfield. Chocolate City, P-Funk, Chocolate City. What were some other ones that were, like, on endless repeat? So you were the DJ? Well, I, I was really... It was like we had four or five cassettes laying around in the band, and somebody, else, somebody would pop in, you know, whatever the next thing was. But we, we'd listen to these albums... From the driver's seat to the DJ booth, his love for playing music over the airwaves started at Goddard College. Today, it's in Belfast, Maine, for his weekly show called The Errant Path. Yeah, there you go. That's the last track on 
I know I, I know I already signed off, but I'm just gonna say the la last couple things about that. So from that album, Where I'm Coming From, Stevie Wonder's transitional 1971 album where he sort of got outside the grip of Motown, uh, that you could hear those first two tracks were really, it was just him on uh, a clavinet, and then on, on Do Yourself a Favor, it was him and playing everything except for bass. It doesn't reach millions of listeners, but it's a way for him to fulfill his insatiable interest of music without parameters. We were on Stevie Wonder tonight, for example, and I'm sure I'll get into this, uh, you know, in my Stevie Wonder part two installment, but like almost nobody knows that the guy that wrote Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr., got his start playing guitar on Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions album. Did you know that? No, you didn't. <laughs> so, so a lot of people, so a lot of people. So, I'm just thinking like one little example would be that, and somehow my brain retains a lot of those little minutia things. So, so far, I'm starting to realize some of them are. Maybe now is the time to do the radio show because some of them are starting to. I do find myself drawing a blank of more than I should in the middle of my show. Like, oh, I know this, and I forgot, you know, what year this came out or whatever. So, you know. It's, Aging is starting to occur, so I, I got to get on it now while I've got while the getting's good. The particular show I like to do, the errant path, is a little meandering that way. If I wasn't focusing on Stevie Wonder tonight, let's say today I I kind of stuck to the artist a lot, but a lot of times I'll start off with some sort of guide like that, like this will be my featured artist, and then it'll meander down. You know, I'd end up following Ghostbusters or whatever down that path for a while, and come back to Stevie Wonder and then somebody else that played with him or you know it could have branched off into a whole Motown thing other Motown artists I never really know where it's going to go but I usually have a little bit of a start there's something about the hands-on you know I, I've had opportunities and offers to like put together radio stations at home where I, I just do I kind of edit it they, they'll, they'll put it all together like I say well this is the song list and here's the things I want to say and then they you know which and I might do that with Sirius or some other things, but I, the hands-on, you know, coming in here and just and screwing up and, <laughs> you know, it's all part of the fun. This is Jonathan Fishman signing off. You were listening to the Errant Path on WBFY 100.9 FM, Belfast's finest community radio. Thank you for listening. See you in a couple weeks. I guess I should turn off the mic before saying that. All right. So I should turn this off, right? Yeah. Subscribe to ConcertCast, the podcast, on your podcast app of choice to listen to our full-length episode, where Fishman and I talk about his favorite music venues. There's this place, uh, Blossom, in Ohio, that's just, it's like you're on the inside of an up, upside-down ship. The, the shell inside is this wooden, you know, it looks like the inside of a wooden hull of a ship. And we even have a late-night studio caller. WBFY. Oh, I guess I got to answer it first, not <laughs> WBFY. Subscribe to ConcertCast on your podcast app of choice and type in ConcertCast.live to build your own music-centric itinerary and to learn how you can be part of the show. And find us on Spotify to download a Maine music playlist. This has been a Good To Go Studios production made in Maine. And Mark Tuckashen is our resident mastermind. Special thanks to John Fishman, 100.9 WBFY Belfast Community Radio Station, Eric Klossmeyer, Chris Katsaris, and thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.